Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Dads. My name's Daniel Monday. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out for another week. Cool little chat to share with you today. Dave Riccio from Whole Shot Hobbies. Now, if you cast your mind back to when you were a young fella, I can probably bet that you had either a remote control bike or a remote control car, and you got a lot of fun burning that around the driveway or the road or wherever that you were, the front yard, backyard, back, back room, wherever you could, whenever you got the chance to. Well, Dave is able to take that into a, that little hobby that we had as kids and turn it into a business these days, but on a much bigger scale. He's using bikes as his little focus and a lot bigger than the little cars and the little bikes that we used to play with as the kids. So have a listen to this cool little chat with Dave. He's going to share how he got into the hobby and turn into a business, but how it's also a great way for you to spend some bonding time with your kids as well, if it's something that they might want to get into as well. So check out this cool little chat with Dave. Welcome back. Another episode of Small Business Dates. Dave Riccio is my special guest today. How are you, Dave? Good, thanks, Daniel. And yourself? Good, thank you. Well, mate, thanks for coming on and giving us some of your time. I'm keen to hear about more about whole shot hobbies but before we get into all of that sort of action please give us a bit of a rundown on who you are and your background and a bit about your family too yeah myself uh i'm a tradie background um 42 years old live in melbourne um have uh two young kids a 10 year old and a seven year old um and uh it what what was the rest of the question sorry no, oh, just mate, just about your story, your backstory. What got you, you know, what got you to where you are today? Oh, uh, about uh, ten years ago, um, I was looking for something to do, not uh, not enjoying my nine to five job. Having uh, a very young family changes your life quite a bit. So, definitely, um, yeah. I guess I was I was feeling a little bit lost, and um, I discovered um, radio controlled uh, racing. Um, and slowly got into it from there. I started in off-road racing, uh, 10 scale racing. And, um, yeah, then from there, I, uh, I, it, it expanded out to, um, finding out about, um, large scale racing going on well in Europe. I'd had a, a couple of, uh, radio controlled bikes, um, as a kid, uh, played with them, you know, a lot as a kid, but then hadn't touched it again until, uh, later in life, like I said, about 10 years ago. And uh, yeah, from there, I, I thought I, I want to really make uh, a change in my career somehow or, or do something extra to what I was doing uh, or what I do, nine to five. And uh, that's how it sort of started. That's pretty cool. So like, how does that compare? Like, obviously, you know, if a kid of the 80s, I'm guessing, I'm yeah. maybe, uh, maybe I'm a bit older than you, but we had the old uh, scale electric tracks or whatever they were called where you put the slot cars, yeah. slot cars, that's the one, you put them on the circuit and watch them go around. How does, um, how does that differ um, all the remote control stuff to those old days? Oh, well, slot cars are, are basically fixed on a, on a slot, on a track, and you, you, you've only got control of your, your throttle, basically. So there's no brakes or anything. The brake is the, just the drag electric brake when you release the throttle. Um, and a radio control car, um, even in you know the, the 80s or as early back as the 70s, is um, what what it uh, says. It's a a vehicle that is radio controlled, so remote like controlled. Just those old ones that we used to have. Yeah, they started with a cable back in the uh, yes. in the 80s. Remember yes, those? they did. They did. They yes. did. And yeah, I think we all had one growing up as a kid. There's uh, some right. degree. So, like, yep. what sort of size are we talking about with these things? 
Matt, they come in all sizes um, from as small as a 127 scale, which is like a little bit bigger than a matchbox car, um, all the way up to uh, what I specialise in is large scale vehicles um, and bikes, which is one fifth scale. So they're about a metre long or, and around about the four, 400 me, uh, millimetres wide. So pretty big vehicles. Well, that's a bit bigger than I thought. I thought it'd just be the same sort of like kid size things that we had that you're playing around with. So how yes. does it all work with, obviously you can't do your race days when you're like, in lockdown and all that sort of stuff now, but how does that, that side of the equation all work? Well, we've got a, uh, a range of clubs around Australia, uh, large scale clubs. And uh, we have, um, once you're a member, you've got access to the facility and you can go down and practice, obviously at the moment through lockdown. All we can do is work on our stuff at home and maybe run it up and down the street. That's about it. Nice. So just to clarify, you're based in Melbourne. So obviously by the time this goes to end a couple of weeks, you'll be halfway through those new restrictions. But um, yep. how has that affected things for you? Like obviously the last three months when we had some um, and then going back into all that again now. Well, it's affected us obviously in, in the sense we can't run um, and we can't practice. Um, but on the flip side of that, from um, my business point of view, um, we've had a lot of new new people um, inquiries, new inquiries and new sales, uh, people looking to, to try something new with the time that they've had on their hands and keep themselves occupied, I guess. So, And do yeah. you find that it's a lot like, I know I've got a bit of a personal interest in basketball cards, getting back into something that I used to do in when I was a kid. Is yep. it the same sort of thing with remote control cards? You know, it's stuff like you and I used to do as a kid that all of a sudden you've got kids of your own, you want to introduce it to them or? Definitely. I think that's how it started. Um, my, my son was about four or five and it was actually a mate of mine who had uh, a son a couple of years older and he decided to do exactly that, relive his uh, childhood with his son. And, uh, and when I saw it, I kind of took it to the next level from there. It turned and, uh, into a business. It became, became an addiction. <laughs> and then I thought, how do I convert this addiction into something a bit more, um, uh, I guess, uh, with, with a future in it? So yeah, Because you can only spend, spend your money so much and then you run out. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Especially when it's a family that you've got to take the priorities. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah. So obviously you mentioned you're a tradie background. What sort of uh, what sort of trade are you from? Uh, well, that's a that's actually a bit of a funny story because um, I, originally I've got a sales background in real estate. Um, I've I've done a few different things since okay. I left school. Um, and after um, VCE here we call it or you know, year twelve, I um, I actually went and did remedial massage um, as a um, a you know, career pursuit. And um, didn't um, end up going anywhere with that. Fell into real estate for about 10 years. Got out of that, had enough. And um, yeah, started in glazing and joinery. Um, okay. My dad was in it and I sort of went into it thinking this would just be a, an interim thing. And um, yeah, kids came along. And, and that's sort of, oh, yeah, this is paying the bills. I've got to stay here now. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and was there always something burning in the back of your head that you wanted to start a little business, or it just you just fell into the, you just fell into the hobby business? Um, well, in the trade, I was already running my own business, so to speak, because um, at first I, I was working for a couple of major uh, companies here that do joinery and glazing, and um, 
you're subcontracting with them anyway. So you're yep. kind of self-employed. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I ended up going out on my own, doing my own small jobs. Um, and I've been doing that for probably yeah, the best part of the last 10 years. Um, and it is fraught with its uh, difficulties. It's got some good thing, good benefits to it, but it's also got a lot of uh, downsides to it, being self-employed. Yep, uh, and I just thought, I've got to do this for a long time. I want to do something that, uh, that I enjoy. Yeah. And here yeah. we are. Here we are. So you get so to play. You get, so basically, you've turned having a having a play around and uh, mucking around with your mates and your kids into a bit of a job. Yeah, into a bit of a job, and then it, it kind of you, you almost lose some of the fun to it. There, I've got to say, but yeah, it, it's it's a different kind of fun. It's still fun, but you don't get to do as much of your own stuff because you're spending more time helping other people or you know doing the business side of things, getting stock in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, letting people know, placing, you know, getting orders out, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. All the serious stuff that we've all got to do, no matter what industry <laughs> you're in. So, it is. At least you get some time. So, apart from the apart from the car racing, how else do you unwind? Uh, I uh, hang out with the kids, um, friends, family, just uh, chill out. A lot of the stuff that I do when I'm unwinding is 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 RC related anyway. I get that's when I get to you know play with my own stuff, I guess. Yep. Yeah. And you build stuff, or like, how does it work? Like, you normally just buy a pre-packaged bike, or like, you get to custom build, or you play there's around a, for a, bit a of variety of options. Variety of options for um for consumers or, or guys that most guys like to build their stuff themselves. So we have kits that you you basically assemble everything from the ground up. Um, other guys prefer, or if they're new, not so confident with doing that sort of thing. So we also have, uh, we call them ready to run kits. So you basically got everything supplied and you just put your batteries in, charge it up and away you go no and start having some fun. Yeah. Nice. And so if it, so anyone's listening now, like what's the, uh, what's the attraction that you think as, as, um, remote control racing as a hobby for someone to get into that's maybe looking for something as a bit of an outlet as a way to unwind from their business and from their family. So maybe yep. something to get the kids in involved as well. What, what you say the main attraction that people find out of it? I think uh, there's a big social aspect. Um, it, the camaraderie with, with the, the blokes down at the track. Um, there's a lot of kids involved as well. So, you know, fathers with their kids or, you know, the whole family can get involved. Mums come down and help out behind the scenes sometimes or, you know, just to support the, the dads and kids. Um, so it, it, I find that um, the the people that enjoy RC are a real big mixed bag of lollies, I call them. Um, different walks of life. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's got something for everybody. Well, that's the beauty, I guess. And so it's something that's not a a physical sport as such. So if a kid's not a sporty type of kid and it's a good way to have some bonding time, I guess, because it is, it's getting them outside of the house and exactly away from a screen. screen. Exactly. Yes. Uh, And while it's, it's not physical as such, um, you do get a bit of exercise, especially when you're starting out because we drive on a, on a rostrum and, when you're on your own practicing or learning, every time you, you come off the track and you can't get back on, you've got to run down the run stairs, out run out onto the track. So you, you get a bit of exercise that way. There's also a lot of mental uh, focus and hand-eye coordination, so yeah. which is really good for kids as well. So well, exactly. No, that's no. Yeah. no it seems like there's a lot of winners involved with it. A lot of uh, a lot of points to 
get people's attention anyway. Yeah. Yep. Is there is there anything that you've spent like out of the last few years you've been doing this that you've really I don't know, like how do you define success as as a business owner, whether it's whether it's um you know, whether introducing new people or maybe it's just bonding time with your kids, Dave. Like how do you find I think uh success is if you can do something uh that you enjoy and um and make it work for you as in you know provide yourself some kind of a a living doesn't whatever whatever kind of living standards you you know each person's different as to what they want to achieve uh for me it started out as a dream to hopefully be able to do it as a full-time job one day uh in the future the that seems to be coming a lot closer as uh, as time's gone on, um, and it's only been a short space of time since I started the business. It was the end of uh, 2016, 17 that we kind of launched the the online store and start kick things off. Um, success for us has been there was no um, radio controlled bike racing uh, going on within Australia, and now we have we we have adopted with uh, all the major tracks in Australia and included in all the major fifth scale uh, race meetings that were already taking place. So it's been adopted well and we're finding that it's not something that picks up pace really fast. Obviously people, there's a, there's a time commitment for people um, and there's a bit of a learning curve too. So you have to have that, that passion or that interest to want to do that yep. um, and have the time to, to put to it as well, I guess. But, yeah, that's how how I would define the success of it. And what sort of time frame are people looking at when they normally are um, looking at getting into it? Oh, look, um, for for cars, it's a lot easier. Most people can pick up a radio-controlled car and go up and down and turn yep. around and that pretty quickly. Put it on the track, and that's a different story because you've you've got to stay within you know track boundaries and navigate corners and the perspective from when you're standing up on a driver's stand versus when you're on you know, same level as, as the vehicle is different as well. So, sure. but generally, you know, six months to get you going for, with, with a car um, and anywhere from six to 12 months to get a bit more proficient with a bike. And so is that for someone that wants to race or obviously if you're just having a bit of fun, you just get a car and just don't. Yeah. That's like you said, put the batteries the the way. Yeah. If you just want to have a bit of fun, you, you can get up and running in five or 10 minutes with, you know, a couple of pointers and then, start having fun half the fun is in watching the things crash as well and not hurting yourself yeah and once again it's taken a it's a bit of the kid in you coming out again isn't it yeah it is you get to have a laugh and um it's amazing it's scale racing so if you like motorsports if you like one-to-one racing but you can't obviously afford to do it or don't have the time this is the next best thing it's a good way to get in yeah well i guess everyone you know, not everyone can go down and you know and join and jump behind the wheel of a sports car as such. But exactly. uh, any, but anyone, and no matter who you are or what age, can uh, you know hop behind the controls. That's right, and you can. That's what I mean. You can share that fun, that thrill, with your kids um, easily enough without you know any worry of anyone hurting themselves, um, unless they stand in the road of one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably not a recommended either. But, <laughs> But have you got a favourite that you normally like to work, like a type of bike or a style of bike that you normally like to uh, you normally like to race, or you even just play around for yourself? Oh, we race uh, 
one fifth scale predominantly down at uh, our club, which is MRCCR in Lilydale. Um, I think um, the New South Wales, uh, where you're from, the um, the track in Moorbank, um, large scale track in Moorbank, uh, they've just had a uh, resurfacing and a huge uh, amount of upgrades done to that that track there. Um, so they're the scale that we predominantly play with. Um, so and that's on road, um, but there's also quarter scale uh, off road bikes for people that just want to have a bit of fun in the paddock or in the you know backyard, um, and smaller ones for people that have got uh, restricted areas or for smaller tracks like uh, one ten scale size tracks. There's sure. a few of those around too. But there's, uh, there's plenty of options there. So it's a, it's a sport, what we said, it's a sport anyone can jump into and there's pretty much no restrictions uh, apart from what space you're working with, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And if you like to tinker, that's part of the fun as well. Um, you, you can modify them. Um, you can, they're fully tunable. So you tune them to suit your particular uh, driving style or, or the track conditions. Um, very much like a real real racing vehicle you get without all the hassles and without the expensive one they've still got some expense but it's scaled <laughs> yes <laughs> that's a cool way to put it that's any sort of person that has got a car hobby will tell you it's not a cheap hobby yeah exactly but mate um so obviously you mentioned the two kids earlier like, i love to get people's advice for any sort of dad tips that they do have as a parent like not to tell other blokes what to do but just for someone that uh, maybe a different set of eyes, a different perspective might help uh, they might be able to relate to. So what would you say your two cents would be, Dave? In terms of, sorry, what, parenting? Yeah, mate, just a dad tip. So, you know, like anything to do with whatever age, you know, whether it's when your kids were younger or at the age they're at now, like what do you, what's your two cents that you would pass on to someone else? I would say um, in the, in the 10 years that I've been a dad, um, things that, to a, to a new dad or someone that's within that period, I would say to make as much time as you can because in the blink of an eye, it disappears and they're yeah. like 10 and you go, what? <laughs> Before you know it, they're going to be 15. Uh, hard to do, especially when you're, um, when you're busy with your career, whether it be working for someone or self-employed. I think some, sometimes working for someone is easier um, because you can separate things a lot more. Uh, I thought working from home would be really good for, for that, but it actually makes it quite difficult because it's really hard to, to get it to work sometimes, when, especially when you've got kids at home and you, you don't want to knock them away, but you kind of have to block them out sometimes. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a juggling act, but I would say that, um, yeah, the first zero to 10 years, especially the first few years, you think, this is never, this is my, my life's never going to change. <laughs> it's yeah, so boring. And then you look back, all of a sudden you go, geez, that went fast. Yeah. What happened? So Mate, you probably that, relate. Yes, definitely. Well, my kids are a little bit younger than yours. I've got a six-year-old and a two-year-old, but... Uh, okay, yeah, so you're probably... In that I've got my hands full. <laughs> but, From six onwards, it just goes real fast. So. Oh, well, I don't even say the last six years have gone really quick, but at the end of the day, there's some days that drive you to the drink and there's other days when you're, uh, when you're very happy that... Um, yeah. You've got the extra time with them. I mean, that's the beauty about being a business owner too. Like, obviously, you, 
Um, it is harder, like you mentioned, because you've still got to do all the work, and especially if you're a sole trader, yeah, um, you know, like there's no one else that does anything for you. You've got to do it all yourself. No. But at least we have the freedom to say, okay, look, I'm not going to work now. I'm going to take some time out uh, to spend yeah. with the kids, and you don't have to. If you're not on someone else's time, um, you yeah. make your time. So I guess exactly. that's the beauty of it. At least you can be you can be around to even if it's only for five minutes to hear them or to to help them resolve an issue that they're having or want to you know tell you about something it's good exactly. for that yeah and yeah. you probably also advise them to get into remote control cars as well i'm guessing <laughs> no i don't like to push him um or her uh charlotte has really no interest at all at this stage um she did when she was a little bit younger she had a had a play and, yeah. and oscar does but uh, i don't push him into it i just as he, as it happens he he has his uh, own interests with uh Video games, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, we get him out of the house. He likes riding his BMX bike, so I get involved on that side of things. He's got a motocross bike that he likes to play on. And nice. So, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Well, mate, uh, there's definitely some nice little insights there anyway. So there's a question that I always like to ask, Dave. What would you go back, if you could go back to any point of, uh, of time and no matter how old you were, what advice would you tell your younger self? No, that's a good question. Uh, mm, that's a good, good question. What advice would I tell my younger self? Uh, I would say that um, to listen to your gut and follow follow your instincts. Don't nice. be, don't be. Uh, even though our parents sometimes have our best interests at heart, it doesn't always translate. Um, so you need to follow yourself sometimes rather than be directed. So was that, was that and partly because of your lived experience, like were you led yeah, into real estate for the parents? I know obviously you said your dad was the glazer, but um, were you led down the real estate path? As... Uh, yeah, no, dad wasn't even a glazer by trade. My, my dad's a, a painter and decorator by trade um, and then moved into uh, retail business. Um, he had a fruit uh, a small supermarket and fruit shop. And then uh, it was in um, hospitality. He had a restaurant for about uh, 25 years. Okay. So yeah, he always self-employed too. And then after the restaurant business, he got into the joinery and glazing. Fair enough. Um, myself. Yeah. I kind of got led into the, um, into the uh, real estate. And I, and I guess I was also forced to make certain decisions, which is why I pursued massage when I did the remedial therapy yep. um, after uh, whereas what I really wanted to do I knew in year 10 um, but was sort of persuaded to, to follow a different path so you'd uh, you'd go back and change that maybe but I guess all but I guess it's all led you to where you are today anyway like, That's it right wouldn't too. have worked yes. out it wouldn't have worked out I wouldn't be here so I'd be somewhere else so yeah no it's regrets just, just answer to your question though that's probably what comes up first well, it's just a life lesson, isn't it? It's all put down to experience and it's the, it's the old sliding doors. Obviously, we can't change it, but I think it's a question. I always like to find people's answers. Some people say they've got nothing, no regrets. Yeah. Other people, there's always some, there's always one point that they would definitely go back and change. So Yeah, yeah. But it's always nice to know anyway. Yeah. But mate, um, in wrapping up, it's been really cool to hear about this and I love speaking with people who've been able to turn something that's a hobby of theirs into a business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so whereabouts can people find you? Uh, website uh, predominantly um, www.wholeshothobbies.com.au 
um, and you can drop us an email there or you can find us on Facebook as well um, under uh, Whole Shot Hobbies. And they can buy the bikes online, I'm guessing, and it's all the parts that they need and, uh, and when yes. things are back open again, look at joining clubs and what have you as well via those links as well, I'm assuming. Yes, exactly. Yep. Um, clubs are still happy to, to take new memberships. Obviously, we've got restrictions here in Melbourne, but you guys uh, and most of the, the rest of the country is all good for getting back into it. So, yeah, get up, get into it. <laughs> get into it, try something different. It's a good opportunity, I guess, like you said, for some bonding time with the kids and just as a way, as a way to, down, uh, to, uh, you know, to de-stress and also a way yeah. to live a bit of your uh, childhood again as well. Exactly. And the... The concentration that you put into it, 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 if you want to get away from your stresses or take your mind off something else, it's an easy way to do it because you've really got to concentrate if you're at the track and, you know, it takes a bit of, bit of hand-eye coordination and you find all of a sudden you're not even worrying about what you were, you know, stressing about person. previously, yeah. So it's a bit of an adrenaline rush. Like, I know, obviously, it's not the same as hooning around a track at a couple of hundred k's an hour, but I'm guessing, you know, if you're racing and competing and... Yeah, it is. It is. It's definitely an adrenaline rush. Um, it it's so so similar. Even though you think it's uh, you know how can it be because you stand, you're not even moving. Yeah, the things moving. But yeah, you 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 feel connected through the radio. I guess um, it, it, there is a connection there, and you do get a when you're when you're in the heat of a competition, um, and you know you're trying to stay close to each other or get past somebody, but without you know smashing into them, making a mess of, of each other's uh, final or heat, whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it definitely gets your adrenaline pumping. Nice. <laughs> so, and is there ways like you can progress through the ranks and so forth for anyone that is really keen? Like, can you know, obviously you start off at a club, but is there ways to progress through? Yeah, definitely. Look, we, there, there's no ranking system as such. Obviously, obviously uh, if you attend uh, meetings, uh, competitions, you, you're ranked as you finish in those meetings. But to get started out, find yourself a local club. Um, the guys at the club are always very welcoming, very helpful. And um, you, you get started there. You, you won't find a shortage of people that are, are willing to give you some pointers and some help. Sometimes it's good help. Sometimes it's leading you up the garden path, but not intentionally. <laughs> because it's, just, well, it's just because they might not know. They're just giving you their best insights. Yep. But um, there, there's plenty of help there. And that's sort of how you get started. And at a, I guess you, you start at a club day level and then uh, once you, you're comfortable getting around at the club day, then you can enter an event and take it from there. Too easy and get the competitive yeah. juices flowing again. That's it. <laughs> all right, Dave. Well, thanks for your time. We'll put all those links in the show notes. I appreciate you um, sharing a bit about Holster Hobbies today and hopefully we can, uh, no some dads listening can uh, find a new little hobby to pursue. Excellent. No worries, Daniel. Thanks for your time too. No dramas. Cheers, mate. Well, there you go. Thanks to Dave for sharing those great little insights with us. If it is something that you love to pursue, either for a hobby for yourself or a nice way to have some bonding time with your kids, then definitely check out Dave's websites. The links are in the show notes or on the smallbusinessdads.com.au website. Now, finally, as per always, I appreciate any reviews that you can post on Apple Podcasts and also to please delve into the back catalogue. Have a listen through the 30-odd episodes that we've got building up in there now. You're going to get some nice little stories from some awesome dads just like you sharing the stories. Some nice little dad tips, but also some nice little stories about their business because you never know when you're going to be looking for something that they provide. And I'd rather us 
help each other out on the Small Business Dads Network. And finally, too, on that note, I'd love to be able to help you out and to give you an opportunity to share your story. All you need to do, send me an email, danieladpmtransformation.com. Tell me a little bit about your family, about yourself, of course, and also about your business. And I'd love to be able to organize a time where we can sit down and have a little chat. And until next week, Daniel Monday, smallbusinessdads.com.au, over and out.